0: This is an AMS podcast with Amazon Web Services. Hello, I'm Nick Holt and today's topic for this podcast is how cloud services are supporting automotive manufacturing operations. Over the last few years, we've been covering the development of smart factories and the application of digital tools. These have become increasingly important and in fact, great enablers to allow the automotive industry in its transition towards e-mobility, electric vehicles. To gain some insights into these new developments, I'm joined today by Karthik Murphy, who is Head of Global Automotive Strategy, Manufacturing and Supply Chain at Amazon Web Services. So Karthik, first of all, thanks very much for joining me today and for your time. Could you give us some insight into Amazon Web Services Automotive and how they're supporting your clients?
1: Sure. Uh, AWS for Automotive, uh, during last reInvent, which is reInvent 2021, uh, that is an AWS event where we launch new services, solutions, and have customers talk about the exciting work and innovations that are ongoing. Uh, during that last reInvent, uh, we uh, announced AWS for Automotive which is basically bringing all the automotive and mobility offerings under a single go-to-market messaging uh, aimed at reducing confusions for our automotive customers, the OEMs, the suppliers, dealerships, logistic service providers, and startups and whatnot. Uh, When they want to look at what what does AWS have to offer from a solutions uh, services perspective, we wanted to make it easy. So that's our approach, uh, calling it as AWS for automotive. So under this messaging, we are bringing our, most purpose-built solutions, services, our unmatched experience of working already with uh, other automotive customers and uh, Amazon itself, and our broad partner ecosystem all under one umbrella um, to cater to solutions for the eight core areas that we have, which is software-defined vehicle, connected mobility, uh, ADAS AV, uh, digital customer engagement, product engineering, manufacturing, supply chain, and sustainability. The initiative kind of features solutions that are focused for this, specifically for our customers, and our customers are generally the OEMs, suppliers, dealerships, and logistics service providers and startups. Now, over the past 15 years, uh, AWS has already been engaged with multiple uh, automotive customers, whether it's an Audi or a Aurora, Blackberry, BMW, Continental, you know, Daimler, Denso, um, you know, the Toyotas and Volkswagen, Volvo and all the other customers. So we are already working with them in all those eight different areas uh, in some fashion. Now, when we bring all this together, it makes uh, our customers it uh, easier to find what we are doing. At the same time, we have also been for the past five years or so, uh, bringing in experts from the automotive industry who like, you know, VPs, SVPs or CXOs of automotive companies over to uh, AWS. So they can bring that you know, close relationship of the issues and problems and challenges that the industry is facing. So we can develop solutions and services that is more relevant for the industry. So all this is happening under the umbrella of AWS for Automotive.
0: And, and as you point out there, it's, it's really important to have that kind of experience within the company to, to relate to what's going on, because it's quite unique, the automotive industry, uh, and it's, I mean, all industries are, but it's it's a very complex uh, industry, and as we can see, getting more complicated by the day. So, I'm supposing a big, probably a big part of your work is to basically help simplify a lot of their their operational challenges. I just wanted to ask if you had some examples or case studies of where you've worked with some of uh, some of the leading OEMs and and kind of how um, AWS has supported them.
1: Yeah, totally. So uh, Volkswagen is one example where. Uh, we started off with them with you know, one single plant and uh, talking about how can we start gathering their machine data, assets data from one of their plants and uh, breaking all those legacy silos of systems that are available in the shop floor. How can we take that one step above, start bringing, gathering all those uh, data points in the right way and uh, from there, leverage AI ML services that we have at AWS as, one of, as some of our services how can we leverage that to create insights for them and potentially head towards, you know, whatever business outcome they are trying to achieve. So with Volkswagen, there's a multi-year effort that is going on right now across their brands of companies um, where we are working across more than hundreds of their plans and uh, looking at uh, production efficiency and operational efficiency kind of use cases uh, by bringing all the data points together and creating benchmarks between their plans also uh, a viewpoint on that for the plant leaders to look at and the you know the corporate leaders to look at. Um, something that we talk about where we are looking at uh, productivity improvement of 30% across more than 100 plants, and uh, that's an ongoing effort, multi-year effort, where which is called as a digital production platform that we are creating for them. So that's one example. And then there are other examples like Apollo Tires. So Apollo Tires is a tire company based out of India, and uh, they are all in on AWS from the perspective of leveraging our IoT services and uh, um, you know, our ability to uh, you know, gather data from the des- uh, silos of systems and uh, bring it up and leverage IoT to kind of create insights. So Apollo Tires is one such example, and then uh, you know, Northwold, which is a battery manufacturer relevant to the uh, EV uh, uh, you know, evolution and everything. So there's a lot more examples, but I just wanted to start off with these two at this point.
0: The move towards sort of a, a digital smart factory uh, aim, the industry 4.0 thing has been going almost longer than kind of the, the transition through to electric cars, which we're kind of reporting on very heavily at the moment. And it's been interesting to kind of watch the, how that evolves and how the car makers and the tier suppliers are managing that. What would you see as where we are now? The biggest challenges for car makers and tier suppliers as they sort of continue to develop those sort of smart factory concepts.
1: Totally. So if you think about it, there has been modernization initiatives or digi- digital transformation initiatives that are happening in uh, the manufacturing industry itself or the automotive industry itself for long, but that effort has been more focused on what systems can I upgrade? Is it a ERP system? Can I go to the next version of it? Or is it an MES system or a PLC? How are we looking at you know, upgrading that to the next uh, generation? or How are you looking at multiple silos and starting to build towards it? But the difficulty that our customers say they are facing is when they want to look at sensors, PLCs, SCADA, and MES, all these different levels of OT and IT systems available in the factory. And typically in an automotive industry, we are looking at systems that have been put in place 20, 30, 50, 70 years ago. With many of these systems, they don't have uh, they are beyond their life cycle. They don't have companies that are managing it at this point because they were customized coded for those that specific plant uh, at some point of time in the past. So the issue there is these are all standalone applications, and uh, these are all what we call as data silos, which do not have any upstream downstream communication that's happening. And then there is a big challenge of protocols. So there is uh, all these proprietary protocols that all these systems come with. And uh, as much as the uh, uh, you know, manufacturers have been trying to go towards their industry 4.0, the challenge has been, how do you go past these protocols and potentially start building a platform that is going to link all these different data silos together? Now, with cloud and with the scalability and uh, uh, you know, reliability that cloud is bringing in, along with the services and solutions that are being worked on, we are able to move past that and potentially create that flexible shop floor connectivity going beyond the descriptive protocols and system integration and create that uh, you know, data transparency layer, which is going beyond that ITOT border. So that is becoming a possibility now uh, with the services that we have. And overall, when we look at all these efforts in the back end, we are able to lift that undifferentiated uh, you know, lift of, you know, having a data center or data or having so many servers uh, in the back end and scaling that as per the requirements of the company and everything. So that is also taken away by a cloud service provider such as AWS. So we are bringing these together so that that way the propulsion towards the industry for auto and digital transformation is speeding up. So that's how we see it. And that's what we are hearing from our customers as well as we are helping them through this journey.
0: Just looking, you mentioned there, like the sort of acceleration of it and how sort of cloud services are, are supporting the move to that. And I, and I mentioned earlier, we're, we're reporting heavily on the transition to electric vehicles now. And, and that's driving a greater need for flexibility, speed to market, product life cycles, seeing platforms and battery formats are changing much faster than, than we would have seen with previous ICE vehicles. Do you feel that the, 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 the move to developing and producing electric vehicles has accelerated the need for the digitalization of manufacturing processes and operations?
1: Yeah, uh, we, I definitely believe that. And the reason for that is uh, an example that I mentioned before, uh, Northvolt. So it's a Swedish battery manufacturer. And uh, so while Northvolt is looking at battery manufacturing, pretty much all the OEMs right now are in a race to release as many EV models as possible and uh, there is literally if I can call it a race happening to you know how many models are we going to release per year and many many Hyundai just launched uh, you know broke ground in uh, Savannah Georgia for their new plant so there is a lot of activity happening where new factories are coming into play and uh, even even uh, OEMs are thinking about how can they start leveraging existing plants that were used for Uh, manufacturing and assembling ICE engine vehicles, how can that be transformed to potentially get towards EV vehicle vehicle manufacturing as well, electric vehicle manufacturing as well? So when we look at all these, the challenge that comes up is uh, how can you potentially build a blueprint of a scalable architecture that is going to bring all these silos that we spoke about in a fashion that now now OEM has a blueprint that can be leveraged to quickly expand and create more greenfield plans that is going to help them move towards that new model production and whatnot. And while that is happening, uh, we are also seeing customers, our customers talk about technology partnerships. Now they they have recognized very clearly in automotive, even though the automotive industry is a little slow when it comes to other industries, this EV revolution has created a viewpoint that uh, OEMs and tier one suppliers, they have to look at technology partnership in a way where wherever they can differentiate themselves with their core expertise that's something that they should spend more time on and wherever they are whichever is undifferentiated we are they are looking at technology partnerships so how do you choose the right partners and solution providers and quickly move towards deploying in the right way with folks who have actually experience in deploying it in the right way so that that's the movement that we are seeing all with the with the viewpoint that automotive industry is very profit-oriented, razor-thin margins. It, it's difficult to do any activity that's going to cost more because it's directly going to impact uh, the profit margin and whatnot. So they are looking at all these aspects and how they can get the best possible ROI. And all, this, all these activities have fastened because of EV. For uh, That's what we are hearing from our customers. And that's what we are working towards when we are working with our customers towards new plants and existing plants, modernization activities and whatnot.
0: Something you mentioned they're working with people around like Greenfield sites. How early are you getting involved with those comp- those kind of companies now Is in terms of their planning process for these kind of operational systems?
1: How early are we getting involved is we... The the automotive industry itself, the way I see this evolving right now, when they are thinking about a new plant, they are already thinking about uh, next 10 years and uh, looking at potential partnerships that need to be in place and potential blueprint that is needed. So we are discussing right at that moment with the OEMs and tier ones who are focused on greenfield plants. So how do we help them in creating that architecture? How do we work with? Partners of ours who are also already partners of theirs, let's say, you know, Siemens or a Bosch. So they're they all uh, partners who are in our partner network and we are building solutions with them that are on cloud. So, how can we leverage that as part of their initial approach of the OEMs and Tier Ones itself when they are building out these plants? So these are the approaches that we are taking and we are engaging much early in the process. Northwold, for example, is a battery manufacturer. And if you look at what they have done, throughout the plant, throughout the battery manufacturing process, they are starting to track and trace the overall manufacturing data log so they can track for quality, safety, productivity, efficiency, and whatnot. And all that is done on AWS with our services and solutions. And then once it moves beyond towards the uh, battery being used in a vehicle, they're starting to gather telematics data uh, once it's inside a vehicle being used on the field um, so they can work towards improving the mileage of that battery and looking at health and whatnot. We're trying to support them from that aspect as well. And that goes towards a circular, a circular economy of uh, supporting the recycling, reuse and repurpose aspect of it as well. So we are we are looking at a complete end-to-end involvement when it comes to right from the suppliers until the OEMs and the end consumer and rolling back.
0: Obviously, you just described there a very sort of complex process. You say you're obviously dealing with it end to end. What do you think are, or what would you feel are the key kind of digital tools and competences that car makers are going to need to meet sustainable well, sustainability goals? Certainly, are now a big big issue, and and electrification goals. I mean, are there kind of a a set toolbox that you feel as a basic they need to go move
1: forward? So. Uh, When we are talking to our customers about this, the end-to-end journey, the way we explain it to them is: uh, for running a factory, or running a real-time production, uh, you need to have systems, OT systems such as MES, PLM, ERP, MRO, and whatnot, historian, SCADA, uh, you know, uh, all those aspects of OT layers linked up with the ERP, uh, the IT layer such as ERP and uh, other aspects of it. So, how do you start building? a tool set or connected digital thread, if I can call it, uh, that's going to bring all these systems over to cloud, but not completely to cloud, because to support a real-time manufacturing with less latency and high availability, you need to have uh, systems that are taking actions on-prem as well. So how do you start thinking about a blueprint where you're thinking about all these systems, what can be brought over to cloud, what not, and how can that be done more efficiently so you're able to ingest the data together in the right fashion, label it uh, and scale on it uh, at the right fashion, and then leverage analytics on top and AI ML on top. So you're able to potentially gather all sorts of insights that are needed for every single team member that is going to be touching the machine to, touching a, to, to monitoring a production. So building a blueprint, if I can call it, that's going to eventually help towards that, this connected tool chain so that's that's where we are uh, bringing in tools services solutions uh, that are available with aws and which we are already kind of working with companies such as Volkswagen on and we also bring the expertise of amazon who we have supported completely uh, more than 90% of uh, you know amazon's infrastructure runs on aws amazon is our customer and uh, what we have done with them and From there, we have learned and built expertise around how to manage such a big industrial operations, if I can call it, uh, across this overall blueprint that I just mentioned. So we're bringing that expertise, that tool set to the automotive in a fashion that is relevant to the automotive industry so we can help them scale. That's how I I kind of look at it.
0: Looking forward,
1: what do you think are the next big sort
0: of technology and application steps for cloud-based systems? In, that, in this sort of automotive manufacturing context that we've been discussing?
1: So a few technologies, if I can call out, uh, the basis of everything in the future, according to me, is going to be uh, a connected enterprise. A connected enterprise that will have uh, AI ML layers built into it, which goes towards recommendation engines and workflow automations. This is, and This is a layer that's going to act as a foundation for gathering all data and making it readily available. So uh, our customers, OEMs and tier ones, they can quickly build applications, microservices as we call it, on top of that foundational layer, whether they want a quality insight, whether they want a maintenance insight, or operations insight, and on cards, different aspects of it can be answered to very quickly when you have that foundational layer that connects everything together. Once you have that, a few other new technologies that I see uh, our customers working on very actively. So ITOT, the IOT component of it is always there. It's, it's already ongoing. From there, they're evolving into AR, VR kind of use cases for uh, in the line, how can you enable the team members uh, to have a SOP for how to assemble, what to do if there is an issue? How can you leverage AR, VR for those kind of aspects? You know, voice enabled uh, activities like Alexa is one example, there are other providers as well. So how can you leverage voice-enabled assistance for you know, maintenance data logs or calling someone for production stoppages and whatnot, looking at all those aspects of things? And how can you leverage computer vision in a much broader fashion when you, when you think about you know, just walk out or you know, looking at uh, you know, spare parts uh, you know, or even assembly if there is a defect? How can you start recognizing all that uh, through classification leveraged uh, via, via the cameras for computer vision? All these are things that are happening right now. And in the future, in the next two to three years, I would say AR, VR, blockchain, and industrial metaverse is going to be a big thing. So industrial metaverse, right now, we saw an announcement uh, from BMW working with Siemens and NVIDIA. And uh, there are multiple other customers also working towards that. So these are some of the new technologies that, we'll have, that our customers are working on, which I see uh, coming up very soon in the next two to, two to five years. Uh, right now, the other activities that I mentioned are already happening.
0: Um, Karthik, thanks very much for your time. Um, uh, Much appreciated and your, your insight.
1: And it was a pleasure talking to you.
0: This was an AMS podcast with Amazon Web Services. Thank you for listening.